Hello, my name is Aziz, and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She's really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. Too many women in this world feel alone. They worry about the judgment of others and they struggle with their self-confidence. But when they listen to this podcast where ambitious women share their voices and their stories, many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all limitations. They will feel empowered to heal their anxiety, to remember their unique beauty and to feel their real worth. And they will find a community of other powerful women to encourage their success and to support their dreams and big goals. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Nonkululeko Nonku. Nonkululeko is the first South African girl in this podcast. She is a poet, a student enrolled in a higher certificate in project management, and she loves reading writing poetry, swimming, dancing, and wine tasting. Nonkululeko, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. And you? I feel blessed. I feel happy. I'm very excited to get to know you more and share your voice as a woman. So I'll begin with this nice first question. If your friends and the people who know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? They would describe me as a outgoing, very articulate and pleasant person to be around. I like that. Tell me about the articulate part. What does does it mean to be an articulate woman for you? How would you describe that so that people get it? I like to, I I tend to like talk a lot. And um, despite my very shy personality, when I am put in a situation where I have to talk, I know how to articulate myself very well. And it is a compliment I tend to get from a lot of people. So yes, that's that's where that's what it means. And for somebody who does um, battle with anxiety, it's really nice to hear that. Like I know how to get my point across. Is that related to your love for poetry? Is it because you're articulate, you love poetry, or is your love for poetry what taught you and inspired you to become articulate? That's a very good question. <laughs> um, I'd like to think it's both thanks to my parents because they also know how to articulate themselves very well. And my love for poetry has allowed me the opportunity to know how to speak for myself better. Thank you. And can you tell me a bit more about yourself? Because usually people who love poetry and such things that connect with emotions and even outgoing, well, project management is more of a logical thing where you need to be productive, in control, even too professional sometimes. How do you balance that? How do you take care of your emotional side while also displaying your more professional, almost emotionless side? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's actually very weird because I know uh, I've had a couple of my friends be like, because my entire, my siblings are very creative and artistic and I'm the only one who hasn't done anything artistic and um poetry was kind of like my way to speak for myself when I couldn't. Uh, again, I I I I do deal with um, much less anxiety. So I needed an outlet and I started to write and I realized like, oh okay, 
I can write and kind of just detach from my reality and be somebody else writing my own story. And in that, I kind of found it like very comforting. And I was like able to express like my inner thoughts, my, yeah, just, just to, how do I explain it? <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, just like, I could, I, could, I could talk about what was hurting me and what made me happy. And if if I didn't know how to tell somebody how they hurt me, I knew I could do it through my poetry. And that's just how it has helped. Um, not a lot of people actually know that I'm a poet. Um, it does catch like some people off uh by surprise from time to time because I am very I'm a very literal thinker and a more serious person per se. I lean more to towards that than I do my creative side. Thank you. Which makes me also wonder even more about you. You said about the importance of you expressing yourself for people to get you because that's a very intimate part of who you are. Why is it important for you to be heard? Why is it important to express yourself? What does it give you? Is it about connection and bonding? Is it about not letting those emotions uh put pressure inside you and bubble up in a bad way? Is it like an artist you need to self-express? Like what is to you the highest value when it comes to your desire for expressing your emotions and yourself? Um, so I take mental health very seriously. It's, um, yeah, for me, I've, I've dropped out of school. I've paused everything and quit my job to just ensure that mentally I'm okay. So being able to express myself is exactly that so that I can let people know that um, they are triggering me and I do need like time to just disengage from whatever's happening. And I think with what poetry does is that it buffers. It's that buffer for me so that it speaks for me when I can't even speak for myself verbally. I know I could write something and then just send it to that person and be like, hey, don't take it too literal, but this is exactly how you've made me feel. Sometimes I don't even send it. I am able to read it back to myself. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I was trying to let them know. And I can go back to um, the discussion or to the person who may have heard to triggered me and be like, listen, this is exactly what I wanted to say and how... I had wanted to portray it and I'm sorry I didn't, but in that moment, I was so triggered I couldn't articulate myself well. Thank you. And as the first South African woman in this podcast, can you share what did you notice about the culture of women from South Africa that makes them different to other African women or women in the world? Are there some unique traits or some things about the culture that you can share maybe someone never visited your country or doesn't have friends who are women from south africa uh <laughs> i think the one i can think about a lot is that they do say that south african women are very pretty um uh we're very diverse as well we're, uh, we are such a diverse nation and you will definitely bump into like somebody who can speak about all 12 official languages that we have um, South African women know how to have fun, um, both in a literal and uh, <laughs> with the pun intended as well. Like we are just, we are lively people, that's for sure. And we're hustlers. Uh, I'm sure like if you do had to, if you had to research on like majority of South African women, you'll realize that we we really are hustlers, re resilient as well, very nurturing. Um, and we have, I don't know, we have like a different type of warmth. 
that I had not really experienced or seen outside elsewhere. And we know how to cook. Cooking is a staple within the South African women culture. Thank you. And since you're mentioning cooking, I know you're really, really interested in wine tasting. What about wine tasting is something that makes it a passion of yours? Is it more that you feel sophisticated and you're like, I made it, I'm uh, able to taste the wines like or you see those people in uh, James Bond movies and whatever it is? Or is it because you're more of a sensual being where your senses add to your emotions a lot and therefore the wine tasting is an emotional experience or is it fun with friends and to feel unique in a way that not many people would do it or what is for you the story of beginning that and the big desire fascination and interest about it so for me i believe in experimenting like <laughs> it I, I do it everywhere in my life every everything has to be different i can't keep on repeating the same thing and with wine tasting what i do enjoy the most about it is that i could be drinking the same red wine um genre like i could be having red wine Merlot, but i know that the Merlot that one brand makes is gonna be different to the next brand and that's what i love about it like Every single wine tasting is it's a different experience on its own. I'm introducing new flavors, new scents as well. And I was like, and it's also a very nice bonding time with my friends and my partner as well. Thank you. And I'm surprised you didn't mention that maybe you are a dancer or something like that. Maybe you can share a bit more about it. Because the fact you're a poet, you express emotions, you love the different flavors, the different experiences, it would make me think that you try to express yourself in every possible way, including in art and painting and dance, uh, etc. Can you share a bit more whether you do that or if you don't do that? Why did you find that some other ways of self-expression, which is using words, is for you more appropriate and better than body expression or artistic expression in a different way? Um, I did try dance. I, I did when I was um, in high school. And as much as I loved it, I just couldn't connect to it the same way I did with poetry. Um, I've never really liked painting or anything like artsy. I just found it so boring and dull. I was like, nah. <laughs> so it was just, I don't know. I felt more connected to writing out my words than I did with like dancing. But I do have... um. I do have like a TikTok page where I do dance from time to time because it, you're right, it really is a nice way to express myself. And um, my parents did bless me with um, rhythm. So I can dance here and there. I, I do for the fun of it, but it wouldn't be my way of expressing because I just, I don't connect to dance like that. Thank you. And if you could describe a day in your life so that people can imagine it, what do you do? When do you wake up? What do you do within even the week to both balance taking care of your mental health, your social life, you being a student, you hustling hard, all that stuff? Do you find even that balance or are you go, go, go and you almost don't find time to rest? Can you share a bit more so that people can imagine how your life is structured? I am one of the few privileged South African people who can actually say that I am a professional stay-at-home daughter. What that means is that I don't have the pressure of having to find a job. So um, the day in the life for me is basically just waking up, um, 
I wake up at like around eight and I will just lay in bed for some time just to kind of figure out how am I feeling. If I'm having a good day, then I will wake up, go brush my teeth, make myself something to eat, um, do my schoolwork, of course, and watch. Um, I am a huge fan for the Real Housewife franchise, especially the one we have within Africa. I, I literally watch that <laughs> religiously. And um on some days I cook, other days I'll just literally be on the um I'll be on TikTok or watching Real Housewives and doing my schoolwork and then go to sleep. I don't socialize as much because I do have um social um social anxiety, but I do try to see my friends as often as possible and it will usually be them coming over to my place, we'll watch movies, gossip. And just eat and just like, yeah, and chill. Thank you. And you mentioned social anxiety. A lot of women struggle with that. Can you share a bit more about your experience? What have you done that didn't work and what you have done that helped? So maybe another woman or girl who has similar social anxiety can feel inspired and learn about the journey more. So uh, for one, I, I taught myself how to be aware of my triggers. I would, I'd, I'd like test out theories and be like, okay, let's see how I would, how I would react if I had to go to the club, and I do kind of do stick it out if I if I if I notice that I'm having too much of a panic attack that I can't handle, I will remove myself from that situation and note that okay, that's my trigger. But just I like to I like to push my boundaries, which I wouldn't suggest for everybody. It might not work for everybody. But I like to push my boundaries just to see that, okay, this works for me, that what that doesn't work for me. And also just to um, breathing exercises as well. I use breathing exercises. And I, I always warn the people I'm with, that, hey, I, I suffer from social anxiety. If you do notice that I'm having a panic attack, please do one, two, three, four, five. And yeah, I just make sure that I'm well equipped and the people who I'm around are safe that I feel safe around them. The moment I do not feel safe, I just go home. But I do also prefer to be home a lot of the time. So I spend most of my days indoors that I do like outside. Uh, when I when I can, and therapy, I did, do, I did do therapy as well. So that also gave me a few like coping tools. And I am still like ongoing with it to find if I might need to take medication or not. Thank you. And you spoke about being a professional stay-at-home daughter and you love the Real Housewives franchise, especially in Africa. What is fascinating to you about that? Is it the drama? You're like a drama queen in another life, although you're more secluded and resting at home. You love all that excitement of the adrenaline and the tension and to know what's going to happen. And in many ways, you're an African girl who should have been a Latina, <laughs> would be born to those telenovelas. Or tell me more, because you said it's one of your favorite things that you watch very often. I actually love how they dress more than anything. Um, I like how they could be just going for a dinner and they'll be wearing like ball gowns and everything. And I'm like, oh, I actually want that. And the sisterhood, like. As much as there is drama and everything, at the end of the day, they always have this very, very beautiful sisterhood. And that's kind of what I've always wanted. I wanted like a friend group that's just that connected and that close. So I know that like if I'm going through hard times, I know we're going to fight, we're going to butt heads. But at the end of the day, I know who to call on. 
and um even though they don't really end like that sometimes but i just i i really do enjoy that about the real housewives and i just really do like um i am an african girl at heart <laughs> I'm, i'm here for all my african sisters Well, I wanted to speak and I will ask a question about your interests and how they dress. But first, you spoke about the sisterhood, which is very important. All women need such a network of other women who encourage them, who support them, who are there for them. Can you tell me a bit more about that in two ways? One, what is the ideal dream you have for like a sisterhood that will be there for you in your life? And secondarily, Is your social anxiety a barrier to you finding that? Like, did you find it when you're a little girl growing up and so you don't have to deal with that? Or do some days you're staying at home and you're like, I wish I had the courage and the bravery to go out and build that sisterhood network for me, but I have to overcome so much first. Or how does it go? So two things, your ideal vision of uh, the right sisterhood for you, how would you describe it? And um, in your life, are there any things that stopping you from that? Or how was your progress on having that? So for me, the ideal sisterhood, like my ideal sisterhood dream is having a, a very small group. <laughs> I want to emphasize that a very small group of girls who empower each other. Like if I know that I have a company and my friends have certain skills that I could use in my company, hiring them to come and work for my company. Like whenever they're down, I know, sorry, I know that I can help them and then they can help me too. We are navigating this life thing as females together and we are holding each other accountable, number one, and we're loving each other through all our seasons. So if I had to go into the, a depressive episode, I wouldn't be ditched by my friends, but instead they would make an effort to come and see me If, if they need to give me my space or communicate it, that, hey, we're going to give you a space. We know that you're going through something, you know, just um, just to have like pillars. That's that's my ideal sisterhood, to have pillars. And I'd like to say that I've made progress. I do have um, my one, I have two friends. My one friend who, I, whenever I introduce it to anybody, I always tell her that this is my lung. She's the love of my life. Like that's, that's my, my, Ride or die, she is my power of attorney. Like whatever happens to me is in her hands. And um, our friendship, we've been friends since 20, 2011. And she literally showed me that despite my mental health problems, I do deserve to be, I, I can be loved by friends and have a sister. So yes, I've done that. And I recently gained another sister too who does my hair as well her name is Tanya and in that I'm noticing that my social anxiety did pose a barrier but it poses a barrier for people who didn't want to deal with um all that I come with and didn't want me to deal with all that they came just probably weren't for each other but there are people out there who are willing to hold me down when I'm going through like the toughest of toughest times and I'm always going to be there to hold them down when they're going through the toughest of toughest times. Thank you. I, I really, really love this. And I feel also you're the right person to give some insights to the next question. A lot of women, whether because of the pandemic and social isolation or because of social media and uh, the perfect lives and uh, uh, like women Photoshop that they see over there, they really, really struggle with their mental health and their self-worth, what would be your advice for those women so that they will let go of those insecurities? And finally, 
go out of their comfort zone without being too afraid so that they can conquer the world and build their big dreams? I think it's just understanding that, that Rome was not built in a day. <laughs> um, we're not all going to just wake up one day and be cured. It's it's a process. And a lot of times you're going to have to be so tough on yourself. You know, there are going to be days where you want to stay in bed. That's fine. You can stay in bed. But um, what I tend to do, and I don't know if it will work for the next lady, is that if I do feel very depressed or highly emotional, I give myself a day. I give myself a day to go feel everything that I'm feeling. And the next day, even though I am still going through what I'm feeling, I try to like motivate myself. I'm like, okay, I'm sad, but I'm sad because I haven't gone outside. You don't have to leave the house. You can even just go outside to the balcony or outside to your backyard, you know, um, to just constantly find ways to motivate yourself. If you enjoy music while um, you're doing stuff, try that. Listen to music while you're going out and just go to the gym. If you don't feel safe at the gym, there's nothing wrong with not and just go back home. And there's nothing wrong with being with, with with having mental health issues. There's nothing wrong with being anxious. There's nothing wrong with being depressed. And the moment you can accept that, it makes a lot uh, it makes everything a lot easier to deal with. But I also emphasize get um, professional help. I know in South Africa, um, it's a bit difficult, but there are facilities that offer like free mental health um, counselors and therapists as well. And schools are also starting to do that where you can actually talk to your um, student services within your school and they can also refer you to an in-house counselor who will refer you to either their um, Professional who will refer you to professional therapists who are willing to do work pro bono, but if you can't afford them, then you can pay. There's apps as well for that. Thank you so much. I'm really proud of you and your representing South Africa. Thank you for participating in this podcast, for being part of Rare Girls. It's my privilege and my honor to have you here. I wish you all the empowerment, all the healing to your mental health, all the success all the dressing like the housewives and all the fun and sisterhood that you will meet them and have that small circle that is a pillar for you. Thank you for participating. Thank you so much for having me. And I also pray for more prosperity and that you interview more South African women as well and getting more followers on your podcast. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.